When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution here with the 287th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. We're going to title this episode, Another Sad Football Love Song. The Falcons go down 34-30 to when they can't run out the clock. With the lead, with 3.40.52 to go, and lose 34-30 to the Washington football team. To get ready for this one, we just played a little Tony Braxton. You can go on YouTube and get another sad love song. And uh, that got us in the mood for the Bowtie Chronicles today, because that was another sad loss by the Atlanta Falcons. At the Mercedes-Benz Super, at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium on Sunday, so we're gonna look at that fourth quarter meltdown attendance. Gonna hear from Coach Arthur Smith and Matt Ryan today, and then uh, discuss some of the players who did good and some who did not. Some of the big name guys did not perform in a big time way, and we'll let you know who they are. Who's on the hot seat after the game? We go over, then we'll go over the game notes, look at the game book, and man, Terry McLaurin worked the boys over pretty bad. And then just peek ahead to the Jets, team leaves for London on Thursday, game on Sunday, back on Monday, short trip over to Pond. Uh, the AJC will be going, no other media outlets from Atlanta will be going to the game, but the Atlanta Journal-Constitution will be there for your coverage in person. So with that, let's get to this fourth quarter meltdown. Uh, you know, Mike Cunningham, we covered games for decades together. Um, and uh, so he's uh, he's texting and says, hey, uh, Coach Art got too conservative in the fourth quarter. He sent me a note, eight plays, six runs, two passes on third down. I'm fine with the runs. I think you got to be able to run the ball to win the football game. Uh, they tried. They went with Wayne Gallman and Mike Davis. Uh, didn't go with the guy who had 194 yards. But um, so yeah, I was I was fine with the play calls. Other people uh, were not. Uh, they thought it was too conservative, and they should have let Matt rip it. Uh, but we know, you know, it's either run it or pass it. Runner safer. Uh, passing, he could have got sacked because they weren't. Uh, you know, Montez Swick got loose for one, but I think and then um, Chase got one too, so it was at least two in there. And we'll look at all that in the game stats here. But the fourth quarter meltdown. So the first um, first part of the fourth down, fourth quarter here, they're up 30-22. They get a stop. They get a stop. Um, three and out. Three and out. Get the ball back with 12-48. Got to make something happen. At least go get me a field goal. And uh, first and 10, Wayne Gallman comes in, who's active as his first action. Uh, he comes in for no gain. 
Right tackle for 13. First down. So you're moving now. 11.36. Then a one, a two-yard gain. Then a, a pass deep to Ridley on third and seven is incomplete. Koo comes in with a 25-yard uh, punt because uh, Cam Nice looks out of the game. So then Washington football cobbles together. You know, Tyler Taylor Heineke, Heineke, give him credit. He extended a lot of plays. Uh, they were calling him Houdini Heineke. Uh, and, uh, yeah, he did the Falcons in here. Drove him down. Uh, Ten plays, 70 yards. Uh, was one penalty in there. Uh, just threw up a, a, a prayer in the back of the end zone. T, T, um, Terry McLaurin came down with the 17-yard touchdown. And... Uh, T.J. Green was standing there behind him. He should have been batting it down or even push him, tackle him, grab his arms. You know, you could hit him when the ball's in the air. So, we don't we don't know what happened there. So, yeah, the legal contact on um, A.J. Terrell was a second and 14. Turned that into a first down. Uh, pass is incomplete. Yeah, that was a big penalty. He had another penalty later on McLaren on a uh, illegal formation, so they were able to overcome that first and 15 at the 50. And uh, old Falcon, J.D. McKissick, he was in here in 2016, should have made the team. I was pumping for him. And uh, he did not make the team, went out to Seattle, and, uh, you know, established himself with a fine career here, had a lot of his family here today. Um, just another Houdini play. Heineke's out to his um he's out to his left and it got four receivers all downfield covered. And then on the back on the other side, it was in pass protection, he uncovered himself and got loose and somehow he shot the ball all the way back across the field to JD McKissick and scored the game winning touchdown. Now that's later, but so now they get that's um they get the seventeen yard McLaren touchdown. Falcons get the ball back. 3.52 to go. Got to ice the game. And here's uh, where they ran it again on first down. Got dropped for three yards by John Allen. So that's, um, I don't know where he came from, Chris Lindstrom's side or Jalen Mayfield's side, but he's in the backfield, the defensive tackle. So we'll look on film and have that in our film review. Mike Davis. Left tackle for four yards. That's the one where, you know, maybe you do try to play action because they're sitting on the run, clearly. Um, but, you know, I'm fine with running. Let's load it up three yards in a cloud of dust, blow them off the ball, and run out the game. But uh, some people want you to pass these days. So, you know, y'all can figure out which, which side of the fence you're on. Then uh, pass left to Davis, a little dump down for five yards. Didn't even throw the ball past the sticks. Um, got tackled by uh, uh, Jonathan and Montez Sweat there. So now it's fourth down, a two-minute warning. Uh, fourth down and four from the 31. You get a good punt by Coos, but the defense is out there. And they can't so now we need a defensive stop. And put the hands in the defense, and, uh, you know, they've been playing good all day, but Heineke was, you know, working some magic, running around out there. And so he gets loose on third and seven. They're down at the land of 30, they're in field goal range. 
Okay, and this is the last play. They had six plays of 30 yard, 20 yards or more against the Falcons defense again, which you know we've been tracking. Uh, just two last week and then six the week before that. So there's too much, too much leaky, too many big plays. Um, so they get the ball. They, um, they shot it back across to, to McKissick, and that's the touchdown play. Deion Jones misses the tackle, and uh, they come on down. Matt Ryan got him back down the field. And um, what time is it here on the uh, – it's like 33 seconds when he scored. So they had to zip down the field. He got a deep ball to Ridley for 21. Uh, short left to Ridley. Uh, John Allen was injured. That stopped the clock for um, for Atlanta. It took a Washington timeout away. Then Matt Ryan scrambled um, 17 yards to get to the 37. Spiked the ball with one second left on the clock. And then shot a ball into the end zone. Uh, they credit uh, Bobby McCann with the breakup. I had Kendall Fuller. Um, and... Um, it looked like it was going towards Hayden Hurst. I thought it was going to go to Pitts. Let him play uh, tip ball. They're both six, uh, you know, six six and up there. So that's how they went down. Fourth quarter meltdown. Atlanta Falcons were they too conservative? I don't think so. I'm fine with ref. You can't run the ball and run out the clock. Then you're not playing football. So if you got to throw it to do that, um, you know, that's some other sport. But, yeah, I'm a power football person. If this line isn't good enough to do that, you know, hey, next time I might be open to a play-action pass here or there. But uh, it didn't work. And folks want to know were they too conservative on uh, these running plays in the fourth quarter. So put up 30 points, 378 yards. Uh, you know, you came in the game as a 29th-ranked offense. And uh, – that should be enough to win the game, especially when you go 10 of 16 on third downs. So that's our first segment today. Uh, second, we're going to go to attendance. I'm going to do like Doug Roberson. Have me a little bit of coffee here. <clears throat> Clear the throat. All right. Let's move on. The attendance was now announced as... Um, 68,259 as the paid attendance. Now, they didn't all come to the game. It was a half full stadium. It was, uh, so I took the Twitter and sent the picture out and said, hey, you know, I don't do a mailbag, but y'all talk to us on Twitter and stuff. And so, the, you know, we engaged that way and via email. And uh, I was like, "Why, well, you know, they're staying away. Fan base, this is from uh, Jalise West. The fan base has checked out on this team. The core group does not know how to win together. Arthur Blank and Rich McKay are to blame for this. Rebuild should have started with fourth pick in the draft to give fans hope for the future. You can agree or disagree, but that's what the fans are saying out here in these Twitter streets. Never thought I'd say that I say a soccer team draws more than a football team in the South. Okay, I don't. It's a minor league soccer team, so it doesn't really relate. But that's what the fans are saying. Uh, here's a couple more. 
folks talked about PSLs. I mean, they got uh, quite a lot of engagement. Uh, just a few empty seats today. I left the S off. MBS. Nobody paying for disappointment in 2021. Okay. Got a little bit more here. Wanted to go to the original tweet just to see what the, uh, the engagement was. Okay, there it is. Yeah. Okay, that's a lot of likes and a bunch of retweets. Get rid of PSLs. Mr. Blank got what he asked for. OMG. Sad. That is finally looking full halfway through the third quarter. I love to go. Just can't afford it. Not bad. Wow, I think that's what it would look like. Like without COVID, I encourage you not to attend Shame the City in the midst of a pandemic. Okay, I don't know what he was talking about. Sorry about that one. Um, do a couple more here. Those lower bowl seats go for 200 No thanks. Wait till we lose to the Jets next week. Oh, my gosh. See, they're not all in over here. It's only going to get worse. A few 10,000 people didn't come. This is how they are able to sell $1.50 hot dogs. Just add it to the price of the ticket. So, yeah, then we got the Red Cup guy. Um, Gif, that's my favorite. He's just shaking his head like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I should have gone to the game. All right, that's crazy, but $2 hot dogs don't. Much matter when you have to drop 500 to walk in the door. Well, there you go. That's a little uh, bit on attendance. Uh, hadn't seen it. You know, the stadium's open back up, so you can go. I didn't um, look caught us a little off guard there. But let's go on next now. Um, we're going to hear from Coach Smith and uh, Ryan, Matt Ryan. And then we're going to um, discuss some of the players here that uh, should be helping them win. Here's Coach Arthur Smith. You know, Devon, Here we go. He's a good football player, but uh, you know it's hard to say right now. You lose a game like that, you know, to find the bright spots. There, there's always bright spots, you know. I just tomorrow you go through the film, things we got to work on, and uh, we got to get a lot of things fixed in our Tori. What's kind of your message to these guys about finishing the game when it matters down in the? Yeah, we got to make the plays. They throw you the ball, you got to come down with them. I mean, I mean, the history of the NFL, you drop for sure interceptions. Sadly, you've seen a lot of the other outcome on them. Uh, you know, we, we get them down there. Um, you know, credit to, credit to Washington. They extended the plays like the one he found on the running back late. I mean, that was a play extension, got leaked out. We don't make the play, they do. They get the touchdown to go ahead. Um, same the one with the one to McLaren. I mean, like he was throwing it into the. Uh, into the windows there, and all came down, and they came up with a play. So that was the difference. Do you, like, feel, do you feel like this defense had had too many missed tackles in in those type of situations? I don't know if it's missed tackles. I mean, maybe it's missed opportunities to really affect the quarterback. You know, we gave him probably too much time. Jarvis, well, do you go into the the once games with like a certain amount of touches that you want to get for your guy, your running backs? Well, we, we dressed Coleman, so you know we wanted to see Wayne get it, and we had multiple packages for CP, so we took an extra running back in the game, trying to get some more carries out of it. Um, Cannot have to evaluate tomorrow, but you know it's part of the 
As we look at our roster week to week, what do we think the matchups are? Uh, you know, you don't want to overuse some guys in certain spots when they can help you somewhere else. So that all goes into it. Denitra. Hey, Coach, um, in the first half, it seemed like uh, Falcons defense had more of a containment of Washington's offense. But in the second half, it seemed like Washington got a bit more free. Was that more about the adjustments that Washington football team made? Or was that you got to give them credit. They made the plays. I don't think it was anything great schematically. Uh, you know, the, their biggest plays came a lot of times on play extensions. So we got to go look at the film, see where the breakdown were. Obviously, we need to you know, plaster. Uh, you know, the ball, the quarterback gets out. We knew he liked to run, and he could extend it. And then you got to give credit to them. we got to do a better job uh, of, you know, with our rush plans. And, and, you know, I just have to go back and look at the film, see what, what they did. you got to give them credit. They made the plays. They extended them. That's probably right now. Snap judgment, the biggest difference. All right, that was Coach Smith. We had uh, <clears throat> Tori McElhaney from the team uh, answering the first question, one of my uh, former UGA students. Then uh, Jarvis Davis from 929 The Game. Then Tanitra Baptiste from 929 The Game. And both of them are doing uh, some college football this season also. Uh, and Tanitra is going to do the, the in-game Hawks reporter for the uh, NBA. So I had I was on the phone with the league office, so I couldn't shoot my video when I asked my question. We were um, we did the pool report uh, for the PFWA. Uh, talked to official Clay Mart on that phantom unnecessary roughness call. Um, he he uh, he didn't want to elaborate much. He just said that there was contact to the head and neck area. And uh, it didn't. The video doesn't look like he hit him. It looked like he raised his hand, and they called him for raising his hand. Uh, but um, uh, yeah, we had that in the game story. We had to share that with the Washington media. With um, yeah, I was in the league office with Mike Shignora, and uh, then Clay Martin, the uh, referee in the game, uh, explained the call. <laughs> that doesn't seem to match the video. But anyway, that was Coach Smith. And so I didn't get to shoot my video when I was asking my questions, but, well, you know, the, the other reporters did their job, too. So, uh, <clears throat> okay, so Coach Smith, uh, the run game was a question. So here's the problem, okay? You ran the ball 28 times for or 99 yards, okay? You gave it to Gallman in that fourth quarter series. He had six carries for 29, so he's averaging 4.8. Okay, Patterson has six carries for 34, so that was 5.7. The last drive you got to win the game on, you go to Mike Davis, who's averaging, who averaged 1.1 yard carry yesterday. His long was eight. He had 13 carries for 14 yards. So just based on the stats, the other guys, you know, if you're going hot hand here, um, you know, maybe you run out the clock better with Patterson or Gallman. But uh, moving forward, they got to look at that. I mean, Mike is uh, Mike's numbers aren't looking good. Um, and it, it ain't, I don't know if it's Mike or the line. Somebody, if you got to run without blocking, hey, toss it outside and let him go. But, um, yeah, that was just coming off of Coach Smith's comments about run game. And then he talked about them extending plays and maybe the pass rush not, um, you know, you know, continuing to fight and spinning off and chasing him and, you know, maybe, you know, keeping the rush lanes. I don't know how they look at that. Um, you know, you got to plaster when, when the quarterback starts running around. And, 
you know, they didn't do that. You got to stay with your guy, especially McLaurin. That's, you know that's the first person he's going to try to find. Now, um, Calvin Ridley didn't have a good game, didn't look comfortable running across the middle. I don't know if the route combinations in this offense really fit him, but um, Dirk Cutter could get him open. I don't really see him wide open today. Uh, he had one deep, a couple deep that, uh, you know, um, he was getting hit when the ball was coming down. So I don't know if that was his fault or Ryan's fault. But 13 targets for seven and 80 yards. You need If you're going to throw 13, I need, I need you to pull down nine of them, ten of them. And, uh, you know, so that's that. Kyle Pitts got nine targets for four. Uh, he caught some tough ones over the middle. I don't know. They're running them into safeties and stuff. Um, but that's what they're doing. But so really, I thought, you know, that that I need more. I need it. He's number one. He got to make those plays. And then Deion Jones missed a tackle. He missed a tackle on the McKissick run. He kills that run. I mean, they still might have lost a kid that missed two extra points. Maybe he's going to make the field goal. They were already in field goal range. But Dion missed a tackle on the McKissick play, and McKissick was out the door at that point. But we get all the way in here and haven't mentioned Corderell Patterson. He had another heck of a game. Six rushes for 34, five catches for 82, three touchdowns, and three kickoff returns for 78 yards. So add that up. That's 194 yards for you. Uh, three touchdowns. So, yeah, maybe. And, you know, my blog last week was he's your top offensive weapon. Bam. He caught the 42-yarder, the, the, the fade route, and his uh, audio is on, on uh, AJC.com. Uh, he's not. He, um. He he he's real straight ahead dude. Uh not a whole lot of fluff. You know, he's gonna answer your question, but it ain't gonna be, you know, maybe no long story about it. But uh Corderell Patterson, six for thirty-four, five for eighty-two in the receiving game, three kickoff returns for seventy-eight, one for thirty-two. You know, they needed to break one because Washington came out in the second half. It's like, hey, we're not going home right away. Uh, buddies, we're taking this kickoff back 101 yards, and so right then and there, uh, they jumped back. They kept getting going. They kept coming back. They jumped. Uh, they jumped back up in the Falcons' face every time they tried to knock them down. So, you know, let's keep it moving here with this another sad football love song theme. That sounded sad. Coach Arthur sounded sad. He was looking for the pass rush. The pause batted down. Didn't even mention the kickoff return for a touchdown. Uh, so, you know, a lot of things went bad for them to lose this one. And uh, that certainly was the case here. So we got two more items for you. Our game notes and um, look at the Jets. But we wanna, we told you we had some Matt Ryan for you. Let's go to uh, the quarterback here. Of the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, yeah, Matt, um, can you take us through the the Hail Mary play there? Then. Yeah, just um, you know, we got ourselves into position where we could get it into the end zone, and um, you know, those plays are kind of a flip of a coin. You know, you try and put it in a spot uh, where your guys can make a play on it. Thought our guys got down there; they did a great job of, of getting in position. And uh, you know that's just part of the part of the game. Sometimes it doesn't bounce your way, but 
Uh, there's a lot of other things throughout that game that could have put us in a position to not be there. What did you say to the unit on the previous drive where you all uh, probably wanted to run the clock out there and uh, weren't able to get a first down and get it going? Yeah, that's, you know, if, if we want to be the kind of football team we want to be and the type of offense we'd like to be, I think, you know, you get in those situations, you want to be able to move the football burn clock and get some first downs and, and in that football game. We didn't do it. Uh, that part's disappointing, and uh, we've got to improve there. How far do – last one, please. Um, where do y'all go from here? How do y'all – you know, it's a tough loss, uh, lead most of the way. How do y'all, you know, try to put things together and get ready to go to London and play the Jets? Well, you know, that's that's part of, of being a professional. And, uh, you know, you've got to get back to work tomorrow, have the mindset to improve, make the corrections uh, from today's game, and, you know, apply those towards getting better next week in practice and finding a way to go to London and get the job done. And uh, it's a long haul. There's no doubt about that. Um, but the improvement, you know, needs to happen. We have to have the right mindset. I think for the most part that's been good all year. Sometimes in these type of games it can be difficult to, um, you know, get in there with the right energy and, and those kind of things. And, you know, that's on us as players to, to make sure that, that we go in uh, tomorrow with the, with the right frame of mind. All right, that was Matt Ryan on the state of the team, the right frame of mind. Uh, those last plays, that last drive, he discussed all that with us. Like I said, it's another set. Football love song at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Let's go over these game notes here, and then we'll look at the Jets real quick. Uh, man, Terry McLaurin was giving them the business. Six for 123 and two touchdowns. Uh, Antonio Gibson, I didn't – this was kind of quiet, but 14 for 63. Hammered out 63 yards running against the Falcons, who gave up six plays of 20 yards or more including a 33-yard touchdown pass to McLaren and a 30-yard touchdown run by J.D. McKissick. So, game notes here. Uh, we already said they had 374 yards. It's 374 yards. I lost eight. I uh, got 370. I wrote it down in my book room. Uh, 71 plays and four touchdowns. Uh, Fabian Monroe served as the sixth captain in the game. Uh, Ryan completed 25 of 42 passes, 59.5% for 283 yards and season-high four touchdowns and a passer rating of 111.5. Sunday's game marked Ryan's 13th game with at least four touchdown passes, surpassing Dan Fouts, Sonny Jergensen, Fran Tarkenton, for the 11th most such games in NFL history. Okay, with his touchdown pass to Mike Davis, Ryan has thrown touchdown passes to 51 different receivers throughout his 14-year career. We did Corderell Patterson. Uh, now, Mike Davis had 26 yards from scrimmage, caught his first touchdown pass as a Falcon. Patterson and Davis, four receiving touchdowns marked the most receiving touchdowns by a pair of running backs in a single game in franchise history. I'm not going to get started on the passing era, but um, <laughs> they didn't really pass the ball this much in the other era. Calvin Ridley still had a team high 7 for 80, but um, they targeted him 13 times. That's a lot. Okay, uh, Dante Fowler had three tackles, two for loss. 
leads the team with two sacks, two forced fumbles. None this game, though. Grady Jarrett had two tackles, including a fourth down stop in the first quarter. Okay, Riverboat Ryan went for it again later and got it. He, he's going to go for it. He does that. Fourier had 12 tackles, including one for a loss, two quarterback hits, Fourier, Ulihan, and a pass defense in one sack. So that was uh, his first sack of the season, fourth of his career. Deion Jones had 11 tackles um, and one for tackle loss. Marking the 19th game of his career with at least 10 tackles. But he had the big missed tackle. Uh, Calvin and Dion came out and spoke to the media, but we only got um, three people. Um, Corderell Patterson came out. Fourier Ulicon came out. And Mike Davis and Matt Ryan went to the main podium. I don't think I'm missing anybody. Coach Arthur, that's five. I heard Washington football got six or seven guys from my friend Rihanna Walker from um, the Athletic. So we need to we need to do something. We gotta get more people after the game. So we'll figure that out. It's too, we got four games in. We should have that a little bit better by now. Eric Harris matched his career high with three passes, defense, six tackles before leaving the game. And then Avery Williams took over for Isaiah Oliver had a career high six tackles. So, those were the highlights of the Falcons. Let's just look at the team stats real quick. Yeah, 24, 26 first downs by Washington football. They were 4-9 on third downs. They didn't get to third down. They was getting them chunk plays. And Falcons 10-16, 370. They were out game 412 yards. That's too much. Yeah, the defense. Three, 412 yards to Taylor Heineken. Okay, 71 plays to 62. Falcons average 5.3 a play. 6.6 Washington. Got Algain on the ground, 122 to 99. Uh, Algain through the air, 290 to 275. Uh, seven penalties for 36 yards for Atlanta. 685 yards for uh, Washington football. Zero turnovers by both teams. And the Falcons dropped a lot of balls. So that's what uh, they had five passes defense, at least two interceptions that they could have had that might have changed the game. So four five, four touchdowns to five, one-on-one uh, one field goals. And uh, Washington won the time of possession, 30 minutes and 43 seconds to uh, 29 minutes and 17 seconds. So, yeah, those are the key, um, some of the key team stats. Let's just review the player stats real quickly. Okay, we got Matt Ryan, Patterson, Gallman, 6 for 29. Uh, Ridley, Patterson, Pitts, Hayden Hurst at 4 for 29. Mike Davis, 2 for 12. Nice run on the 7-yard touchdown run, so we know he could run the ball. I mean, you got to give him some holes. They, you know, they... Gotta give it to him. So, um, yeah, kick, yeah, kicking, uh, six, one field goal, 25 yards, red zone stall, red zone stall, can't do that. Um, and the punt returns, nothing significant there. Uh, the kick return was the three for 78 for Cordero Patterson. All right, now let's look at the New York Jets. The Falcons, uh, we're going to get out of here. We went a little long with another sad football love song. But, hey, um, 
Falcons dropped to 1-3, losing 34-30 on a last-minute touchdown with 33 seconds to go. They're going to go to London to play the New York Jets, who won. They beat the Tennessee Titans 27-24 in overtime. Zach Wilson threw for two, the num- number two overall draft pick, threw for 297 yards and two touchdowns, uh, hooked up with Corey Davis, former Titan, had four catches for 111 yards, including a long touchdown pass, to help the Jets beat the Tennessee Titans. On Sunday, 24-27, the Jets got after, they got after old Tannehill there. Um, he's missing Falcon coach Arthur Smith, it seems like. Seven sacks, the Jets um, in, invoking the uh, the images of uh, the New York Jets sack exchange. The old guys there, old Gassino and them. Got seven sacks, and most since week 11 in 2009. With that, we're going to get out of here and uh, ask you to take care and have a great rest rest of your week. We're going to be back on Wednesday morning with uh, episode 288, looking at the New York Jets, the Falcons' next opponent. So with that, take care and have a great rest of your week. Just another sad football love song. Paying homage to Tony Braxton and her big time RB hit. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades an AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor. But I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces, as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut, are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC.